Hi, hi, hi. You are listening to the very first ever episode of Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, the Mama Knows Nutrition podcast. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist with a master of clinical nutrition and mom of two littles. If you already know me from Instagram or my blog, then you know that I always keep it real with you. This is not about pretending we live in a dream world with perfectly behaved children who mostly eat vegetables and never eat sugar. No, this podcast is where you share your real life struggles with your toddlers and I help with real life solutions. You can call in at any time to leave a voicemail and ask me a question to be featured on the podcast. The number will never be answered by a human, so don't get worried that you're going to like bother anybody. It's just a voicemail number. So the number is 469-552-5527. And you can always find all this info on my website at mamanosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. So let's get right to it with today's question. Hi, Casey. It's Hillary. Um, My little one is almost five and is a picky eater. And I also have an 18 month old who is not a picky eater. How do I make sure the little one doesn't pick up the older one's picky habits? Thanks. Bye. So the very first thing that we have to cover here is genetics. Now, when your little one is a picky eater, yes, some of the things you do are going to influence that happening. You know, I can't let you off the hook all the way, but a lot of it is genetics and it's just going to happen to some degree no matter what. Like you can do all the right things and you're still going to have a picky eater. So I love that this mom is wanting to see what she can do differently with her second child to help reduce the chances of them being picky or at least reduce the level of pickiness. So let me tell you what is in your control to help reduce the chances that the younger one is going to pick up these habits. First, do not draw attention to the picky eating. I know that this is very challenging to not draw attention to, especially when it's really frustrating and you can see an obvious difference between how your younger one is eating and how your older one is eating. It can also just feel like a mom failure when you see that playing out at mealtime over and over and over again. But really try not to call your five-year-old picky out loud, at least. You can whine about it in your head. You can whine about it to your friends or your partner when they're not around. But we really don't want to call it out when they're around because this can partially give them like an out because if they're like, well, I'm picky. I just don't eat that. Then that gives them a reason to never try anything new. And the other thing is we really want to avoid anything negative at mealtimes, around mealtimes. We want this to be a positive experience for them if we're going to help draw away from the picky eating. The other thing too is just when we draw attention to things in general, like kids love our attention. There's nothing more that your child wants from you than your attention, your undivided attention. And they don't care whether that attention is necessarily positive or negative. So when you see kids behaving badly, you're like, why are they doing this? I don't like when they do this. Can they please stop doing this? But if you're still giving them the attention of like, hey, stop doing that, they're still getting that reinforcement from you. Mom is looking at me or dad is looking at me. I like when they look at me. Okay, so if your younger one is noticing that your older one is getting the attention for these picky eating behaviors, then they might start saying to themselves, hey, I should do this too. I see that he's throwing food and saying, yuck. 
I'm going to do that too because I like my older brother. I think he's really cool. And I also like when mom and dad give me attention. That's cool too. So I think this is a way that I can get both. Whatever we draw attention to, we get more of when we're talking about the behavior from our little ones. So something that I learned from Ralphie at Simply On Purpose, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you definitely should. I went to one of her live parenting workshops. It was really wonderful. But something that she said that really stuck with me was water the flowers, not the weeds. When we're addressing our little ones' behaviors and wanting to get more of something and less of something else, like look for the good. So Ralphie says that too. She says, look for the good. And that's what we're doing when we're watering the flowers. We find the things that are going right, that they're doing well, that we want to see more of. And that's what we give attention to, not the weeds, not the stuff that's driving us nuts. We don't want to draw the attention to that. So if you're going to comment on something related to mealtimes and you're really looking for something that's going to deter your little one from picking up these picky eating habits, then you should be calling out what positive things that you see at mealtime. So instead of, uh, well, can you please just try the chicken? No, we're going to say things more like, I love how you're sitting patiently waiting for your food to be ready. Or it's so fun to have this time together at the table as a family. How about, look at you using your fork. Yay! Like, celebrate those little things. You're chewing with your mouth closed. That is so grown up. Thank you for bringing your plate over to the sink. So these are all things where, you know, we're communicating to them what we want them to see. I think a lot of times I fall into this trap as a parent where I'm like, stop doing that. No, don't do that. But then I'm not really helping them to know what I actually want them to do. Like I can't expect my toddler who has zero life experience to know what kind of behavior I want to see from them. So when we look at these behaviors at mealtimes, really focus on cultivating the positive, reminding them what you want to see, Even if you've said it time and time again, like it still doesn't get old to hear something being said that's good about you. How good does it feel when someone gives you a compliment? Even if they've already given you that same compliment before. So don't feel weird about like repeating some of the same things over and over when you're trying to think of like, what is actually going right here? Like what is actually a positive thing that I can mention at the moment? Because their behavior overall is not that great right now. But look for something small. It can be something that you frequently say, but then they're getting the message, wow, these grownups really like when I do this. Another thing that you want to do is always start with a clean slate mentality with new foods or foods that your older one has previously refused. So if we go in with this mentality of like, they probably won't want this, then we're not giving them the message that we want them to get of like, hey, here's this food. I enjoy it and I hope that you do too. So you don't have to say those words, but I just want you to remind yourself whenever you're at mealtimes, don't assume Even if your younger one starts refusing certain foods, they're getting more hit or miss with things, they don't have quite the appetite that they used to, try to have kind of like zero memory of those things. So say normally they always eat chicken, that's great, your older one doesn't, but your younger one still does. And then one day they don't eat the chicken. 
Don't be like, oh, I guess they don't eat chicken now, right? You're going to come to the next meal that you're serving chicken at and you're just going to serve the chicken and not make a thing of like, oh, they're probably not going to eat this or I'm not even going to try. No, you keep trying. You try to just stay positive with it. Something for the older kiddo that you can also work on is their table manners. So building off what those positive reinforcements that I was talking about before of like, hey, you're holding your fork really well. Great job. We can work on other table manners too. So instead of the ew, gross, I don't like that kind of comments that can come out of your picky eater's mouth, you're going to instead guide them and tell them you don't have to eat it. You can say no thank you and remove it from your plate if that food is bothering you. So you can always give them a napkin on the side, a no thank you bowl if you want to, somewhere that they can put the food to physically remove it and not make a whole big scene that's going to entice the younger one to get in on that behavior. You also don't want to just start offering them other foods when they're refusing certain things because the little one is going to want to get in on that too. So make sure there's a safe food available at the meal, something that you know your older one usually eats and likes. It doesn't have to always go with the meal. So it could be a banana that you add to the meal if you know they're not going to eat the other stuff. But that way your little one sees that the older one is not getting special treatment or going to get special favorite foods if they're are not eating what the rest of the family is eating. Now let's talk about one more thing that we really want to avoid at mealtimes. And this is going to help both your older one and your younger one as well. We want to avoid pressuring either child to eat certain foods. So you can totally say, hey, here's this broccoli. Would you like to try some? That is very different than you need to have a piece of broccoli or you need to eat two bites and then you can have dessert. That's usually going to be a turnoff for both kids. A lot of kids, that's going to make them shut down. And so we really want to try to avoid that negative, pressuring kind of environment. If you or your partner tends to be more assertive, I guess I would say, at mealtimes, I would highly recommend doing this exercise together at a separate time without the kids around where you try to make each other eat a food that they don't want and experience firsthand what it's like when someone is pushing something on you and you really aren't interested. Sometimes when I do workshops for parents, I'll just bring spoons that I've soaked in dish soap and not rinsed off. It sounds weird, but that's the way they're clean but like have you tasted dish soap it's really not good to eat so it's something that you know you don't want to put in your mouth but the exercise is that you each take turns trying to make the other person taste it it's awkward on both ends and when you're on the receiving end you don't like it your toddlers don't like it either and it's not going to help us achieve our goal of them wanting to eat a certain food but sometimes if you're having a hard time really wrapping your mind around not making them do it or your partner is having a hard time with that, be like, let's just try this exercise so we can see what it's like. In my Picky Eater program, the One Meal Challenge, it's called that so you can make just one meal for the whole family. You'll get more strategies and tools to expand what your older one is eating, plus feel a lot more confident about how to avoid or minimize picky eating for your younger child when you've already dealt with a picky eater and know how frustrating and sometimes just like really defeating it can feel. You're in a really good spot to benefit from the simple and straightforward lessons and tools that you'll get in the One Meal Challenge because everything that I give you, these are things you 
can implement right away with both a one-year-old and a five-year-old and any age in between. So I'll link more info on that in the show notes. What's really cool is that now the program is self-paced. I started off by offering it live, but most parents were like, I need more time, like time to take a day off here and there because life happens. So now it's completely flexible so you can take it at your own pace. Let's recap real quick. We talked about understanding that not all of this is in your control with picky eating. So I don't want you to start blaming yourself for being a crappy parent in regards to feeding. You are doing a great job. I promise you that. We also talked about ways to make sure you're not drawing attention to the picky eating so that it's not enticing for your younger one to join in on that behavior. So you're going to do your best to look for the good at mealtimes, water those flowers, not the weeds, and you're going to think about whether you or your partner is doing anything that feels like pressure to either of your kids to try foods so that you can work on eliminating that pressure at mealtimes so they have more of an opportunity to explore foods as they feel comfortable. Now, that was kind of a lot to take in today. And again, the One Meal Challenge breaks it down for you step-by-step, goes really simply and explains in detail. So if you're wanting more there, definitely check that out. That's it for today, y'all. Everything we talked about will be in the show notes at mamanosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. You can also get a free email series if you're struggling with picky eating. Christine, one of the moms who followed along with this email series, she messaged me like super excited to say, Casey, we just had one of the most peaceful mealtimes we've ever had. Thank you so much. So grab that link in the show notes on my website and you can be on your way to those peaceful mealtimes too. 